Welcome back to another episode of The Morning Skate. You got uh, BizDev and Ked here. Ked, how are you doing tonight? You know, I'm kind of over the whole being sick thing. I'm bouncing back and I'm feeling good about it. It's good to hear, bro. We we're coming to you uh, live from Wednesday night, doing a little midweek podcast. Uh, got a special guest tonight. We've got Ryan Wynn, the uh, owner and CEO of Buttery Hockey, content creator, Instagram, TikTok sensation, all around <laughs> good hockey dude. Um Upstate New York guy. I think we're going to connect on a lot of different levels here. Uh, welcome to the morning skate, Ryan Wynn. Hey, thanks for having me, boys. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to get into it. I, I mean, I'm pumped too. So you're. Let's just dive right in. You're from Rochester. Yeah, Rochester, Upstate New York. Rock uh, Vegas, baby. Hell yeah. Rock Vegas. That's not, that's really not many not many people get that reference. The Rock Vegas reference. That's like my when I went to Bowdoin type. I'm at Bowdoin College and like one of the assistant coaches on the women's team there is from Rochester and he played like pro and stuff. And it's like, every time I see him, it's like rock Vegas, baby. Like no one has oh, yeah. to talking about, but yeah. Yeah. One of our, one of our best friends won a national championship with Mon- uh, Monroe community college. So like we, and Garrison went to Brockport. So like we, my ex-girlfriend's from Rochester. We spent a lot of time out in Rochester. Oh dude, you went to Brockport. My, my brother goes to Brockport right now. He plays there. Yeah. I saw that on your Instagram. It's yeah. I played club there, but yeah. Good uh, times. So- yeah. And what, what school are you at? I'm at Bowdoin College. Like, it's a NESCAC conference with, like, uh, Hamilton, Trinity, Williams. Is that up in Maine? Yeah, it's yeah. up in Maine. Like, we're rivals with Colby. And, uh, yeah, those games those games, those games, games are fun. Not that I, I have a fun fact that's kind of soft. So, I've been crushing Grey's Anatomy recently. And uh, McDreamy had your school's hat on there. Dude, yeah, he went – like, they wrote him in as going to Bowdoin College. He came and spoke at our school. Like, they got oh, him- shit. Like, he didn't actually go to Bowdoin College, obviously, like the character <laughs> did. But he came and spoke at our school because, like, I don't know, I'm, I'm guessing it was because. Bro, what a random school to pick. Yeah. I seriously. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, it's like, it's a, I mean, it's a good school, like, not to pump my own tires or anything, like, but, like, yeah, it's an 1800 student school. Like, it's tiny. It's yeah, literally a, basically, a just maybe a slightly large high school. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's tiny. And then and they pick it for Grey's Anatomy. It's kind of nuts. Yeah, we're, we're actually going up, uh, the other guy that we do the podcast with, Hal, his wedding's over in Camden. So I was just looking at a map, not too far from there. But yeah, yeah. We've had some times in Maine. Maine's yeah. it's great. <laughs> yeah, Maine's a good time, dude. There's nothing like walking into an Applebee's at like fucking 7 o'clock at night on like a Wednesday and seeing the crew and just rolling in. They're like, yeah, they're not from Maine. But they they respect you and they take you in. Yeah, that's fun. That's fun. We have an Applebee's like right near – right near us like where we are on campus and it honestly the, i mean the nightlife there i mean you can imagine with an 1800 student school yeah. like, nightlife's not crazy so like there's applebee's. applebee's like dollar like whatever the heck they oh have my going. god they do long island iced teas for a dollar yeah. and like looking back to friday night lights that's where the tailors went after uh after a friday night game so yeah, i'm, like, I'm pro applebee's for sure yeah those were the, that was like the spot like yeah it was like for us it was like thursday night and like whenever we could pull it off without getting in trouble or like if we were not didn't have practice or a game the next day yeah. it was like that, that was it, <laughs> that was it. 
All right. So, hey, so when did you start playing hockey? Let's talk about your hockey background a little bit. Dude, I mean, I, I literally – so, I mean, my dad – my dad and mom never played hockey. My dad went to Clarkson University. and Unreal. Uh, so, a good friend of the program. He was a captain at Clarkson back when they were good. Not like this round of being good, and then they weren't that great. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. time before that. So, that's – I think – I mean, I'm guessing – I can't – I, can't, I mean, I don't remember exactly when my dad graduated, but like when he was there, they were like top five in the country. So like that yeah. was like everyone was doing is like going to Clarkson game. So he, I mean, he grew up in a small town that didn't even have hockey. So he went to Clarkson, fell in love with it. Basically it was like, my kids are going to play hockey. Like this sport's freaking awesome. They're crazy right? for hockey out there, man. Oh dude, it's nuts. I mean, it, I mean, it's kind of like, if you go to Maine though, too, like at Bowdoin, yeah. like kind of the same vibe. It's like, well, we have nothing else to do. Might as well go watch yeah. hockey, you know? So it was like that. So my, my dad like fell in love with hockey at Clarkson. And like literally when I was, I mean, I must've been maybe three, like, and he already was just making like a backyard rink, like would do, you know, he like would level out, put the boards in plastic and like had the whole ODR, like dream. hockey dad, dude. Yeah. Hockey sure. dad, like hardcore. And like, so we were skating in the backyard rink and I have three siblings. I have so older brother, younger brother and a younger sister. And like, that was really when we started, like didn't, didn't really start with organized hockey. It was like on the backyard rink and then like slowly got into it at, uh, you know, at an organization kind of like in town. I mean, maybe when I was like four or five, but I, I mean, I remember like the first couple of practices, I wasn't even playing the right hand. I was like given a lefty stick and I was like trying to play with it on my backhand because I'm a righty. And I was like, <laughs> I didn't even know. Like, what <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, I started at a young age. Like I've, I've been in love with hockey like since that time. And I mean, I grew up in a hockey family. Like my siblings, I'm dude, I'm probably like probably like the worst player in my family i mean like, like i love it but it's like it was it's so competitive like growing up like my, my sister is uh she's 17 years old she plays for like she's on like the u18 usa team like she made that team uh last year won a gold medal with them ot over canada huge game not a big deal. whatever yeah. whatever like subtle brag um and like even dude, her, she was like from even from a young age it was like she wanted to be in competing against like her brothers and like people like my old brother wouldn't want to let her in. And she's like, no, I'm playing with like throw fit if we didn't let her play. And like, it was just so super competitive, like uber competitive who could shoot the most pucks, who could do the most push ups. So yeah, kind of grew up just, just like that. That's unreal. And I'm assuming you're a Sabres fan. I see the Buffalo thing in the back there. Yeah, so who, who was, who was a player growing up that you were like, this is my guy. Cause so, you, okay. you, that must've been like Pete Drury, Afenigenov, Briere era, right? That, yes. Dude, when they had that team, I thought they were going to be a fucking dynasty. I remember like telling my friends, like, dude, the Sabres are going to be mad good for a long time. And then everybody yeah. left. Everyone left. Yeah. I mean, it was like, well, that was it. Remember they, they had that one year and this is, I was like super young. They started off the season 11 and oh, and people were like, they were like this is like the team they're taking the home of the cup like everyone's freaking out I, I was so young when that happened but I, I remember it vividly like I remember them like winning that 11th game or, or whatever it was or 10th or 11th like watching it on tv and just being like holy crap like this team's legit but when I was even younger than that like those guys were on the Rochester Americans like they were playing in Rochester yeah. like we would go and that's a, dude that's pretty special right because it's very very close and it's like, so we, we have the Adirondack Thunder and we've had the Flames and stuff, and they've been pretty much for the Flyers for the most part. Philadelphia is a long way from Saratoga, but like Rochester and Buffalo are right next to each other. So it's kind of cool that you're involved there. Yeah, dude, it's, it's, it's nuts. And it's like, I mean, you grow up in, like with a team like that in Rochester and like th those, the Rochester Americans, and even though, you know, they wanted to have like superstar careers, a lot of them, like you're talking about, like Breer, Drury, like, yeah. like Ryan Miller, like these guys like, who are playing in Rochester. And 
they go on and have these careers, but at one point they were like skating around and doing like meet and greets in your, in your right. like youth organization practices. And you're right. like, I literally met that guy. Like one of my favorite players, Nathan Pache, and which was just funny. And like, he had like, I think a three or four year stint with, with Buffalo, but like played for the Rochester Americans for a while. I think went overseas a little bit after that. And like, he was my favorite player. Cause he wore my favorite number. He wore number four when he was in Rochester. Um, and uh, he was like at one of our practices and I won his like signed gloves. And like, from then on, I was like, dude, this is my guy. Like, Nathan yeah. Pache you know, biggest fan ever. Cause like, you know, I had the interaction with him. He was a defenseman. I was a defenseman and now I work with him. Like he lives in Rochester and he, co he coaches like at the Rochester youth organization. And like, he works like skills with Francois Mathot who runs, who runs skills okay. at the rink I work at. And, and like Francois Mathot was like, he was a Rochester Americans player played in Germany. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but uh, actually Alex Tuck just gave him a big shout out and spit and chicklets the other day. Cause he's like, I mean, if you ask me, like, probably the best trainer in, like, Northeast of the United States of America, like, okay, I don't even think it's, like, that close, and it's it's crazy that not a lot of people know about him, but they're doing a lot of good things at uh, the Rochester Ice Center, um, which is, like, where I'm doing media and kind of, like, some instruction and uh, just, like, doing content for them, and, uh, yeah, so working with him and Nathan Page, who was, like, at one point my favorite player, and uh, it's That's crazy. Nice. Even Gianta and, like, Brian Gianta's around, yeah. and, like, yeah, dude, Rochester, I feel like it's it's a good place right now as far as like where we're going with hockey, especially at the youth level. And uh, I think it's growing fast. I, don't, I think I just got way off topic with that answer. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm a big – I'm into Rochester, dude. Uh, you ever playing the tournament of beers? No, I haven't. I haven't. Oh, man. They, so Rochester, every year they have like this tournament of fucking beers, and it is a shit show. Like it is like the most fun. It's like – it's like four weekends throughout the course of the summer. Like it's a pretty big tournament. And like, yeah, it, I don't know. It's different skill levels. I'll never forget that. Wait, I, I you know what rink it's at. Like, is it at the, is oh, it, I could, it was at one of the rinks that Monroe used to practice at. So it's Bill, at Bill Gray's rink. That's at Bill Gray's must be at Bill Gray's. I think so. But it, dude, it's a blast. I just, I'm fucking huge Rochester guy, dude. I love my time out there. It's a good, yeah, good dude, little... it's a good time. Dude, Brock, Brockport's a good time. Yeah. Little yeah. Jimmy Z's late night garbage plates. See <laughs> your garbage plates. I mean, that's a delicacy that like no one else knows about. Like, yeah. Which blows my mind because they would do well everywhere. Like I can't they imagine well. if there was a garbage plate place in Saratoga, like in the nightlife. Oh my God. Bro, it, if you started a garbage, that's like, if you started a garbage plate business anywhere else in the country, you'd be make, you'd be rolling in dough. Like, yeah, People in Rochester, they get drunk. They don't order pizza. They order garbage plates. Like pizza, like late night drunk pizza is not a thing. It's like, oh, we're getting plates. We're getting garbies. Like, yeah, that's that's what you get, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. So what high school did you go to? Uh, I went to Webster Schrader High School for until like my – I finished my sophomore year there. And then won a state championship, no big deal. And then, oh my God. And then after that year – me and my older brother went to Trinity Pauling prep school down like Poughkeepsie area. Cool. And I repeated my sophomore year down there and then played three years there and then went straight to college. Didn't play juniors. Okay. And, and now, now you're creating like, I mean, you have sick videos. You have really, really good content. And one thing I wanted to bring up, you were valedictorian. Am I right about that? Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Wow. The research, the research. That's, pretty, that's pretty fucking impressive, dude. I was checking out your YouTube channel. I think the thing that was the coolest thing, at least for me, is like you're creating all these really cool videos now. Awesome. I think it was like two years ago you made a video and you're like, hey, like I'm going to create videos. I might not be good right now, but one day I will be. And you mm -hmm. fucking did it. Dude. Like that's pretty fucking yeah. cool, right? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's crazy because, you know, this is probably something we'll get into in a little bit. I don't want to get too far like ahead of myself, but I mean, you grow up in like, 
you know, like you really only know the hockey culture and like what the locker room's like and what it's like traveling with the boys, bus trips, whatever, if you're, if you're doing it, like people outside of hockey don't know like how close a hockey team is and stuff like that. So like when I was in high school and like, I kind of, it was weird. Cause I, I was like always like a hand, like outgoing dude that would like just do kind of obnoxious stuff. Yeah. And people would be like, you're an idiot. And I'm like, I know, you know, <laughs> but, uh, and, uh, but it wasn't until my junior year in high school, like somebody came into Trinity Pauling and he was, it was a new theater director. And I was like taking public speaking with him or something. And he was like, he's like, dude, I have this role open. And he's like, you're perfect for it. Like, you got to do it, man. Like you got to do theater. And I was like, I was like, I was like, yeah, but I play hockey. Like it won't work. It's going to conflict. He's like, he's like, dude, fuck it. We'll work around your schedule. Like seriously, anything to get you to like do this. And I'm like, all right, like I'm, I'm on board. And so then I started doing theater and then I started, I took this class like broadcast and journalism and, and met this, this teacher who I did like independent studies with started making like lip sync videos. And I ended up making like the admissions acceptance video for one of my senior independent projects. And all of a sudden I'm like making all these videos, kind of learning how to edit, but like not really getting into that too much yet. And it was more like, okay, ideas, ideas, and like just getting in front of the camera. And it, it was like at that early though like you have there's always there's gonna be backlash right like when you start making stuff like that like there's kids in the team that are like dude like why are you doing the school musical like in the middle of hockey season like what's yeah. wrong, you know like what's wrong with you so it's kind of like there were definitely people who were just questioning it like what do you want to do are you, are you taking hockey seriously like what are you what are you trying to do with your life basically like do you want to play college hockey like that type of thing and it's like oh well, you know that's not what like athletes do kind of thing like that it kind of came with that stigma and uh so yeah there was backlash at first but you know like i feel like you just have to like block it out the moment you stop caring the moment you like really start growing and finding things that you're truly passionate about and like i was like this is something that i'm passionate about i want to be good at and i just like kind of stopped listening and the more i did it and the cooler it got the better i got at it and like the more attention the videos started to get people kind of started to jump on board and they were like okay dude like i see what you're doing i see where you're trying to go with these things and I got to college and it was like the same thing all over again like i started doing vlogs for the first time like on my own mm-hmm. first time i brought my camera it was like literally i think got the camera slapped out on my face it was kind of like what the fuck are you doing bro like yeah. like get that camera because I, I was like healthy scratch so i'm like dude i'm gonna make a video because i'm healthy scratched anyway yeah. so like, you know i'm like gonna use my free time like whatever like big rivalry game so i get the camera out and it was like backlash immediately but then kept doing it, kept doing it, kept doing it. Like a couple months later, like all the boys wanted to be in on the videos and then the new classes coming in, like would see him, you know, that's like, they're looking at Bowdoin college hockey on YouTube. And I was like, um, my vlog is the first thing that pops up. And they're like, Oh fuck. Like this shit's cool, dude. Like this is, I want to be a part of this kind of thing. So like the class below me right now is like, they're like content machines. Like anytime I need someone in a video, they're like, Oh dude, like, let's go jumping in on board. Like, what do you need? What do you need? So we did a bunch of videos with them, but um, dude that's fucking sick well first off we have two things in common i was peter pan in the fifth grade play and the whole lip syncing video thing dude that used to clean up on facebook walls back and like before any tinder or like hinge or anything oh, yeah. like that dude he's fucking two, clean up. 2008 ked was just oh facebook God. wall videos on every girl <laughs> yeah dude, I, I i should have been fucking younger like fuck dude, like, but, I, and that's something i was gonna ask you about i was i was gonna ask like what the boys think in the locker room like if you ever get a hard time and even your coach dude like he must be using this as recruitment like because yeah. i know that we when we played at sienna there was like this one video that i was interviewed in and i thought like i was the fucking man and it you was say, nowhere near the videos that you do so like <laughs> dude yeah i mean it's like that's how i kind of pitch it to him right because you know i understand like that people don't necessarily want to be in the spot like when they're trying to like take you know the season seriously and like winning seriously and it's like dude 
I think if you'd ask any of my teammates, they'd ask like how much I cared about winning. Like they would give, they would, they would put me like as one of the top, like, I mean, my, it's not like my effort wasn't there because I'm like, yeah. all the videos and doing that. Like I was so, so focused on winning, like, and being and like, for me, like I didn't play, like, I'll be up, dude. I, I straight up like didn't play a lot. Like I didn't yeah. get a lot of playing time. I was like a healthy scratch, like practice grind guy. Like when I did crack the lineup, I was like, a like seventh D man, like I'd get the occasional shift to give somebody a yeah, rest. Yeah, but that's when you have to be like super dialed in. Otherwise, you're just yeah. never gonna fuck. Right, like I was like right. the fucker in practice who like like went after the skilled guys because like you know I had something to prove and I was like I'm gonna make it really hard for you to play against me. Yeah, and you're from Rochester. You fucks are so hard to play against. It's stupid. <laughs> I fucking hate playing in the tournament. And there's Rochester kids because you're gonna get fucking slashed and you're gonna yeah. look at them and you're gonna slash back and they're like, "What? I'm just playing hockey." And it's like, yeah, oh. yeah. like dude, what are you complaining about, bro? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's what it is too. Like I literally would get in like I mean this I'm like good friends with him now, but my sophomore year, this kid below me who was like super skilled guy, extremely fast, way faster than me. Like no pot no way I could play him without playing dirty or like yeah. taking a body on him. And like I didn't look at it as dirty, like other people might have looked at it as dirty, you know. But uh I have a feeling you just played practice if they were games. Oh yeah. That's how you get better. And that's something that like I think coaches around like the world, honestly. I've never really had a coach in practice. I had one that was like, you gotta practice here. And like, dude, our our team was dog shit, but like when we played people, it dude, we made it tough as fuck. Like that's huge. Yeah, yeah. I mean that, I mean, that's my, that, that's what became my game in college. Like, it was funny. Cause like in high school, like I looked at myself as like a skilled defenseman. I was like, yeah, you know, I'm like, um, I make, I like, I try to make plays happen, possess the box, stuff like that. It's like, I got to college. It was like, figure out your role, like chuck your ego out the door and like figure out a way to kind of like make a difference in practice. And so that's kind of like what it became. And I remember like, talk about like int- intensity in practice. It was um, <laughs> this, my sophomore year and it was an optional practice the day before Thanksgiving, literally a Wednesday morning optional practice. There was 10 people there. And I was just there. Cause like, I, I wasn't going that far for Thanksgiving. So I'm like, Oh, I'll stay work out. Like, you know, whatever. Play some hockey. Yeah. Play some hockey. Like, like maybe I'll get some goodie points and crack the lineup next game. I don't know. Who knows? So I'm staying there, dude. I, I'm going like, I'm not going to go out and practice even, I don't care if it's optional. Like I'm not going to go out and ha- and like half ass it. And like, dude, I'm yeah. like, going out. I'm like going to go hard. Like I'm here. I didn't stay here to half ass it, you know? Right. So I'm going hard. We, dude, we go down and like, it's like literally like a two on two down low, which is physical. Like you're, you're doing a two right. on two small ice game down low, physical. And like this skilled guy, I'm, I'm matched up against him and he's faster than me. He's, he's like quicker on his edges. And so like, I'm taking the body on him and like, I'm clipping him when he's coming through the slot. Like, dude, kid, I mean, he sooner or later, he's like, he has enough turns around. Um, literally like, I mean, pushed like shoves me i think it was the start and i just shoved him back and then he just threw a punch like i, don't, I mean i wasn't even expecting it because like for me it's like oh that's how i play every day like whatever yeah throws a punch i'm like oh shit, shit. like i gotta like i got yeah i'm like i'm in one right now here's the messed up part though is that like i never i like i didn't take the time to like take care of my gear because i'm like I'm, I'm a grinder anyway like style points for me like non-existent yeah. basically so <laughs> that cage on my helmet that day was hanging on by like one screw that was barely in Dude, he ripped my cage off my helmet like three <laughs> seconds in. And so he's got a cage on and like, there's no way I can punch him. And right. I'm like, about to get blasted in the face. Cause my cage just got ripped off. And, <laughs> like, so I'm just trying to protect myself at this point. Cause I'm like, I'm not, I'm not trying to get bundied in the face. And like something that, you know, I basically started an option right. practice before Thanksgiving. 
and uh you know like they kind of like coach just kind of like let it go and then like the, i think like it was like the captain or somebody else another like senior or something kind of ended up coming in and like breaking it up because it basically became a wrestling match because i didn't want to yeah. separate i'm like i'm gonna yeah, get, yeah, yeah. i didn't want to get punched you know <laughs> but um and uh yeah uh coach just ended practice after that, that, was it. <laughs> that was I, I mean like it sucks playing against but like Garrison and I, we played with this one kid, Gallagher, who is a defenseman, very, very soft-spoken, but in practice, he was such a fucking dick to play against. And he, and he didn't even, like, he wasn't doing it to, like, be a dick. Like, he was just playing super fucking hard. But, like, one of yeah. our best defensemen, when he was out there, we knew what we were getting, so. And it, yeah. Yeah, and it makes everybody around you better in practice. Yeah, yeah. It's like – and it's like that's the guy you want on your team, you know? Like, Dude, like, there's so many players in practice that just go through the fucking motions just to, like, get through it and then – move on yeah. but like when you're there playing like it's a game like that's how teams come together that's how they get better it's just it's easy and that's like and like i feel like whitney and uh and biz like i feel like these are you know analysts at the top level whoever it is like they talk about this a lot like the difference between yeah. a guy who's playing and like putting up points in the regular season and, and like a guy who's putting up points and like being a contributor in the playoffs yeah like it's a different kind of player like yeah. that's a different type of hockey and that's where like you really see the separation of like who wants it and who's willing to like get really dirty and take punishments, you know, and like who's maybe high skilled, but like, isn't as invested as like somebody else who's like, I will do whatever the fuck it takes to put points on the board, win games. In the no, play. for sure. And like Claude Lemieux is a perfect example. That guy was a fucking yeah. legend in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Like, and he played a gritty style during the regular season, but the playoffs, he just took that shit to another level. He was fucking unreal. Yeah. It's like, it's crazy. Like you see two different players sometimes. It's just, it's just nuts. So, uh, Sabres wise, you guys just pick up Taylor Hall, one year deal. Yeah. Uh, I want to know your thoughts about the Taylor Hall deal. I want to know your thoughts on Jeff Skinner signing that huge deal and then forgetting to play hockey last year. And I want to know your thoughts on your goaltender situation. Cause I think in my opinion, at least like if you guys had a suitable goaltender, you wouldn't be where you're at now. Like, I think there's actually a lot to look forward to in Buffalo, but take it away. Let's hear it. Dude, I mean, like, Buffalo fans, I mean, like, you know from Bill's Mafia. Like, you see Bill's Mafia. So, like, the yeah. fan base in Buffalo, <laughs> like, is strong as shit. Like, there's – Especially you, when they're good. Not, yeah. not even – because if they're that good when they're not good, when they're good, dude, Buffalo's right. a sick fucking place to play hockey. Yeah, and, and it's like – I don't know. I don't want to say – I mean, obviously, it's exciting that we have Hall. Like, Skinner is like – I don't – like, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's like so – I feel like it's so up in the air. And, like, Eichel – what? what I didn't like about like, like Eichel was like basically from what the rumor mill, you know, I don't know if like how true it is. Like, it sounded like he wanted out of, he wanted to opt out of his contract. He signed for right. like eight years or whatever it was. And it's kind of like, dude, like you're the captain. Like if you want to opt out of your contract and I don't know, like to me, it's just like, that says such bad things about like what's going on on the inside. And like, I'm obviously like a Buffalo fan. I'm a Jack Eichel fan. Like, dude, I want Eichel to succeed because I want the You're team. talking about future New York Ranger, Jack Eichel. Yeah, I mean like that, <laughs> that's like, right. like you, like, I mean, like you hear it, and like he's so good, dude. He's he's, so he's good. such a good hockey player. It's insane, he's nasty. Like I, but I, and I understand the frustration. So like I understand the frustration of like losing and like having year after year where like you're kind of like the laughing stock of the NHL and like it's embarrassing. Yeah. But it's also like you signed that contract, so it's like, like you know, you knew like going into like what kind of this could like you known what it, yeah. what it's been like the past couple of years. So it's like, and you're the captain, so it's you know what. So let me ask you this, dude. Are no, you a Ryan O'Reilly fan? Oh, O'Reilly? I am an O'Reilly. I mean, I just like the type of player O'Reilly is. So it's like, yeah. yeah I, I just, know. when he said he fell out of the love with the game of hockey and then left Buffalo, I've never liked him since then. He's a hell of a player, yeah. dude, especially for the Blues. Like, he's sick. But 
Right. I mean, like he ends up winning like a cup and like. And the way they talk about him on Chicklets, it's like he's the fucking man. I just hated that he fucking did that. He's like, I don't love hockey anymore. I gotta get out of here. But yeah, you know, it's like it's weird. You know, I I don't know. I like. I feel like I'd have to be in their shoes and like really experience like what it's like playing in Buffalo and like. um, You got to be in the room, right? You have to. You talked about this earlier and like. It's an analytic crowd. I think like analytics 100% deserve to be in the game of hockey. Like they show a lot, but the analytic crowd also doesn't show like the presence somebody has in the locker room or even on the bench or on the ice. Like there's no number statistic that you can put that. And like, I think we can all agree that we played with players before who might not have been like the most skilled guys, but the fact that they were there, like you wouldn't trade them for anybody. Oh yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. But there's not a number you can put that to. So like a lot of the times, like these guys that the analytic people hate, like they don't know what's going on inside the locker room. You can't take, you can't, you can't take the heart out of hockey. Like that's, you know, that's like, yeah, dude. And I fucking hate Mark Stahl, but like there was a reason that he was on the Rangers and there was a reason he was the assistant captain, but like, you don't see that. You just hear the announcer say, Oh, he makes a great play when he's not making a great play, but you don't understand. You know what I mean? It's weird. Yeah. 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 No, I, I know what you mean. I think it's like, I don't know. Analytics are getting so big because everyone wants to be able to put numbers to things to quantify it. And it's even like, you know, you talk about agencies and you talk about like managers who are trying to get the biggest contract for players and like analytics are even on that. It's like, Oh, we looked at this statistic about like, you know, yeah. not only plus minus, but like, you know, how many times they're turning up the puck over on the ice versus the turnovers that they're causing. And like, that's, you know, like Zone entries and shit. And it's like, yeah, okay. yeah, it's like, there's new, there's new things popping up every day to try and quantify like what value this player has on a team. And like, I get, there's a huge market for that. Or like, that's like, you know, it, and if a manager or agency is trying to make somebody money, like I understand that you're going to want to try and quantify it. So right. You get the biggest contract, but at the same time, and I think that a lot of general managers, or at least it seems like there are a lot still in the game. Like they might look at analytics, but really when it comes down to like, we were talking about, you can't take the heart out of hockey and you can't, you can't like quantify the impact a player has on the team completely. You know, you can't quantify no. the impact they have in the locker room and stuff like that. So like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm totally like on, on your page when it comes to, when it comes to analytics and no for sure i'm trying to look them up right now okay yeah so the nhl kind of came out that they're doing this realignment or whatever and there's going to be canadian division so in the buffalo's divisions boston buffalo new jersey islanders rangers philadelphia pittsburgh and washington uh that sounds like a pretty rough schedule <laughs> like to be complete like there's some good teams this, this when did this happen this you just looked at- uh, a couple of, I, I don't know a couple of days ago a day ago it's like this realignment thing that like canada's not playing nobody but Canada. I'm pretty sure this is what's happening. Is it because of the because of COVID going into this season? Yeah, yeah. So that I mean, that's a tough division, both for the Sabers and the Rangers, dude. Boston and Buffalo, New Jersey, the Islanders, Rangers, Flyers, Pittsburgh, and Washington. Like that's kind of a fucking wagon of a conference. <laughs> what? I don't know. I, I mean, another thing is like you talk, and then now you like have a salary cap, and it's like we talk about signing big players like you, you sign Halsey for like one year and then you but you have Eichel who had like got some big contract and like Skinner who's got that big contract and it's like now you have this salary cap and it's you can't you're not going to win a cup with three players like you're not going to especially when you don't have like a goaltender who's like locked down right so yeah yeah like when you have this salary cap and then you have like these big players that you're paying and then do that realignment like how that sounds it's like you're facing a team like like Boston who like, you know, they kind of crapped the bed in the playoffs this year like this, but they're so good though. They're so good. And so, <laughs> like every line that they have is like, it doesn't, you know, even though they're not producing, they're just so hard to play against like throughout Dude, the, the Bruins. The Bruins are like one of the few teams in the NHL. I think that like every single line they have like has an identity and dude, Boston's been like that 
for forever. Like if you look back when they won the cup, they had like Pie and like Chris Kelly and shit. Yeah. Like players that you don't really know about, but like they were there and they were grinding. It's like they know their role though, right? Yeah. Like like it's like dude, that's the Rangers like, haven't had a fourth line that's had an identity since like Boyle, Dorset, and Don Moore. Like it's been a really long time. But, like, that's what the special teams – and, like, you, I think the Rangers are working on getting there. I think the Sabres are a little bit behind there. But I think – I don't know. I like the Taylor Hall deal just because it's a show-me contract, right? Like, if he puts up a ton of points, dope. And if you guys make a push, maybe he yeah. stays. If not, you'll flip him at the deadline and, and you'll get some picks for him. So, yeah, that's actually a good point, yeah. You know what I mean? And you're still rebuilding. I don't think it's, like, really playoff or Stanley Cup contention. You know what I mean? So, you might as well put him there, see what the fuck happens. And right. if he enjoys it, he enjoys it. So, it's so interesting, like when teams going to rebuilds, and like you don't you don't really know how long a rebuild. Like, there's no. no like, some teams are so much faster than others. You look at Toronto. I mean, even the Rangers, we're not there yet, but yeah. ours has been relatively quick. But then you look at Buffalo. I mean, Arizona made the playoffs this year, but are they there? Yeah. You know what I mean? So All right, and it's like now you have Chicago, who like you know their GM just comes out and they're like, no, we're going into a rebuild. Like <laughs> Tays and Hurricane and like or Tays like came out and was like. He was pissed. I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh yeah, about they it. were mad. They they yeah. said that they weren't talked to about it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So when when did you uh when did you start buttery hockey? Tell us about like the whole buttery hockey thing. Okay, so buttery hockey. So for me, and this like this kind of goes back to um, this kind of goes back to like what we were talking about. You know, with getting a hard time in the locker room and like yeah. you know not being like completely understood right off the bat. So for me, buttery hockey and people not understanding like the hockey lifestyle as well. Like you don't know it unless you're doing it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And like, that's why like the vlog was so important. It's like, and now you have a bunch of guys who are vlogging like their hockey experiences. You got Pat Shea up at university of Maine. You have like Lawson McDonald who's huge on TikTok. He's doing it. Like I think a uh, division three school in Wisconsin, like superior or something like that. And like, so you got these vloggers, like a couple of guys who are starting to do this. You have always hockey. Who's like Zach Bell. Who's a ridiculous. Yep on instagram and tiktok i mean like the stuff that that guy does he's like actually yeah how many times does it take him to do that stuff though well i'm trying i'm trying to collaborate <laughs> with him, so hopefully i get the chance to like see him do it in person because he yeah. literally it's like he's got a lifesaver like he's a jedi it's nuts, nuts. it's nuts um okay getting off track again but <laughs> anyway, anyway so like yeah you have these experiences and like you have people from the outside where that look at hockey and they're kind of like you know they just see a bunch of like I feel like the stigma that comes with hockey is much like a stigma that comes with lacrosse where it's like these, you know, it's kind of like these prep school, like junior hockey, like, you know, right. they're athletes, they're, they're, they don't pay to, they're not really like students, right. right. They're athlete students. And um, you know, they're just kind of jocks and like, they're these, these like rich kind of kids who just play hockey. I don't know. I, this is like the stigma, at least that it seems oh, like, yeah, I get that. And you know, you don't really like, experience the culture, like what's happening in the locker room and like how close these teams are. Like I played, sports across the board growing up like I played basketball at one point I played football at one point I still play baseball in college and like no team is like a hockey team like it's so ridiculous how close hockey teams and like how how it's like a family it really is like you know 1980 the miracle movie like because we're a family Herb Brooks like that's so freaking true and um I was like okay dude like there's such a lack of it's such an open market like in hot, like there's no hockey media. Like there is for like young gamers who are playing like COD and Fortnite or like right. destroying, <laughs> like making football content or like people who are doing vlogs for like the other sport or like, you know, like the culture and like college basketball, people making mixtapes and like all this right. stuff. Like, there's none of that in hockey. Like, where is this? Like, it's such an open market. And then on top of that, it's like, you have these top athletes who 
like for the most part, they look like pylons. Like they're so stiff. Like you're not showing off the personality. Like you're right. making hockey seem so boring and it's not boring. It's like the, it's the, it's the lead, like the most opposite of boring. Ever. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, it's like somebody needs to jump on this, to do a better job of marketing, of showing like the personality of these guys in hockey. Cause I've known so many guys in hockey players and I seriously don't know if I know like a single dry, like, Oh, he's boring. Seriously. Like, there's no like doesn't exist in hockey. Like you can't be a hockey player at like a high level. And Dude, the NHL play. doesn't do anything. I think the Bruins have like this inside the B show, which is kind of cool, where they yeah. do outside stuff. The Rangers have something, but it's always so fucking staged, and it's it like the same be, questions yeah. always. It's like it has to be so professional and like right. you know, oh, like my daily routine. Like I eat spinach in the morning with like my eggs, and I count my macros. It's insane. That's why I like Biz and Wit because at least they bring something out of the, of the people. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it's like yeah, right. They're talking about you know after winning the cup, like oh, did you actually piss yourself when you were in yeah. Tampa Bay on the boat? On the, on the, the, on the Jeremy Roenick prank story is one of the. I was I was at work listening to it, laughing out loud like audibly with my headphones on, and people are like, "You all right, dude?" <laughs> Dude, like that's like the pranks that happen in hockey like apparently flurry's like a huge prankster right like yeah. you don't really know like you, i guess you see like something come out every now and then but like that's stuff that people should want to know it's so good for hockey it's so marketable and like <clears throat> so i just kind of saw that like lack of 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 content and like this kind of open market and like um you know guys like you are coming along and like you're basically like taking it by the balls and like okay, let's, let's jump in on it. Cause no one else is doing it. So like, you know, start a podcast, making content, whatever it is, like even hockey meme pages, like they're starting to blow up just yeah. like funny ass, like hockey TikToks and stuff like that. So people are starting to see that, but that's like what I saw with buttery hockey is like, dude, not only is, is it an open market, but like there's no one catering to the young demographics that are clearly coming up on TikTok. They're clearly mm-hmm. coming up on Instagram. And like, that's yeah. how they're getting their content. Like they watch things for seven seconds and they're gone. Like they're not yeah. watching a full video or whatever it is. So I'm like, dude, buttery hockey. That's it. I have to try and like, basically, get younger de- demographics. Like, get get people to see the beauty in hockey. Like, how funny it is. How outgoing these players are. And like, eventually, the long goal. Like, right now, it's a lot of short form media. I'm not doing much long, like longer form stuff. I don't have a podcast or anything. I get. I don't really do YouTube videos really for buttery hockey. It's kind of like still on my personal page. And, mm-hmm. uh, but like, you know, <clears throat> long form is to try and connect. Like high level athletes like high level players and like make them more marketable to like brands and stuff on social media so be able to basically work for them be outsourced to like do kind of media for them or just to be outsourced and do media for teams and organizations um to bring out the personalities and like these high level players like that's the end goal right now it looks a little bit different and like it makes sense in my head but uh, i don't know how much you want to actually hear about no, dude. I mean, you're so right. And I, I work for, I do social media for this one company and I just actually presented to our CEO, like a social media type structure with TikTok. Did you know the average TikTok person is on their phone on TikTok 52 minutes a day? That's insane. It's crazy. Like almost an hour of their day is consumed on TikTok. And you're right, dude. Like now is the time to start getting the younger demographic because like it, it makes, and they're all on TikTok. So what, what you're doing is like, it's genius. <laughs> it's it's good shit and it's quality content too like you're not just putting shit out to put shit out like you're spending time like working on it yeah i and that's like yeah and like that's for me it's like where it's kind of it's almost like hit or miss because like i'll spend so much time like making like a, a cool montage or a cool response video you know trying to clap back at someone you know of course like you know there's always going to be hate so it's like fun yeah. to these things especially you know, in but, hockey like everybody busts balls dude like yeah, that's yeah. 
all chirps everywhere right like yeah. and I'm, I'm always like i'll chirp back but I, I feel like people sometimes don't like realizing i'm like chirping them back like in a sarcastic way so like they'll like take it seriously i'm like dude like, dude the thing is is like they can chirp you all you want but like with the amount of views that you're getting clearly people want to watch it. oh yeah i mean like yeah dude i mean i'll post like a skills video and it'll be like it'll be like you know someone will look up my stats in college and i'm just like buddy like that's public <laughs> knowledge like figure out something else to chirp me about like i i get it buddy like i was a bench warmer like i'm self-proclaimed bench warmer i'm talking well, when, I, when i played in college we had a player program we had to like provide stats for our previous year to go into like the media guide and i, I had no stats i put that i led my team in block shots last <laughs> so like bro like i'm right there with you you got like the bench warmers things like oh pretty man. much dude yeah. six broken windshields three dead squirrels oh yeah he's, he's wicked good on the penalty kill though watch him <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. But it's, I mean, yeah, that's kind of like how buttery hockey was born. And then I just kind of slowly became able to take it like a little bit more seriously, like got the LLC on it and uh, like started making some like design. I got the logo design, started doing like a little bit of like merchandise and uh, I don't know, it's kind of sticking. like people like it. We did a couple of wax reviews and like that blew up. People really like when we review wax, I guess. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I so since we've started this, like we, we can hook you up with huge contacts, like not oh. like a ton of contacts within the hockey community. We started doing like these podcasts on Wednesdays where we interviewed like either a small business or somebody up and coming, like, cause it's, it's cool to hear everybody's story. Right, dude. Cause like, we're all like pretty much the same, but it takes us different routes to get to where we're at. Yeah. And, uh, I, I don't know, dude, I think, do you know the justition boys? Dude? Yeah. It's actually, uh, I was just talking to, um, his name's it's Matt, right? Matt. Uh, yeah. or, yep. Yeah. And uh, yeah, because he he freaking actually I have him right here. He started the official skate skins company. You guys see that yep. official skate skins? Yeah. So yeah. You got these to put on your boots. We yeah. got the 69. It's hilarious. Buttery beauty. Yeah. <laughs> so he got those. And like, yeah, he's an absolute dude. Yeah. Talked to them over FaceTime and like saw this. I was like, dude, this is actually what's funny is. I showed a couple people and they're like, dude, this is stupid. Like it's not going to stay. It's hockey. Nobody likes change, man. Like Nobody that's change. Like that's and then, I, dude, you see what Bauer did like two days later. That's exactly what I said. I messaged him as soon as that happened. I like look at the world juniors things like customize like American Canadian, which looks so sick by the way. Yeah. They look nasty, but all I'm thinking is like to get your boot customized like that by Bauer shit ton of money. No, for sure. You can get these customized and they're removable and you can get new ones if you change teams and stuff like that. I'm like, bro, like official skates should be jumping. Like that's a huge media opportunity right there. It's like, yeah. this is the affordable version for everybody and you can change them, take them off, put them on new boots, like whenever yeah. you want. I'm like, this is genius. If I was like, a college team, I'd 100% reach out and get a pair for the boys at oh, least one year to see what the reception would be like. Hundred. If, if we had a if we had a college season this year, I would have tried to get our entire team official skate skins. Like no, Matt, yeah, and that's just what that's just one company within this like community of hockey people. It's it's insane. They do a really really good job in terms of content with their videos and shit like that. Yeah. I was wondering because you guys are out there and around the same area. Yeah, uh, yeah, like Fisher, like right near. I'm like ten minutes from Fisher. That's where he went to school. Like he right. played my old <laughs> high school there, like on the club team. So, Garrison, you got some questions? Oh um, yeah, I was gonna I was gonna backtrack actually. You you touched on something really cool. Um, and you know Jimmy and myself both studied marketing and kind of uh, you know jack of many trades. I feel like I've got a lot of interests. And you touched on um, being in high school and kind of having this pivotal moment of your theater career and your hockey and kind of not knowing which way to go and how much energy to put towards each one and um, 
it kind of came to me. My takeaway from that story was that like you can do both things or you can have many interests and skills and build together. And then they end up intertwining. And now you're using your theater, using your content, using your film skill set with your hockey skill set. And it's the best of both worlds. So my question, I guess, would be like, if you wanted to touch on that more, or have any advice for sophomores in high school or people coming up that want to get into content writing anything yeah yeah 100 actually because that's like something it's funny i'm glad you did mention that because like i'm planning on hopefully dropping and i want to give like not, not to whatever i'm planning on hopefully dropping like some sort of lifestyle brand soon um like that's literally based on basically what you were just talking about like the whole like, like jack of trades thing where it's you know, I was raised to be well-rounded, raised to try things and not worry about failing and just try and like not fearing failure and just doing things and seeing if it sticks, seeing if you become passionate about it and you want to, and you want to continue to do it. And so, and like, that was like how it was from a young age. That's why I tried so many sports. That's why I tried so many things when I was a kid. And then when I was in high school, I tried theater and then I joined acapella group, started singing, like learn how to play the guitar. Like all, like one of my projects was like making an album terrible dude i was so bad at singing like listening back to it, i'm like oh my god dude, this is so crazy but like i still tried it right and like you get made fun of whatever but <clears throat> trying all of these things and like to me i still feel like i'm doing a million different things and like you know if you ask if you ask my dad if you ask somebody looking from the outside it's like dude you're bouncing around everywhere like what's going on but like in my mind it's all connected like right, like what you're just saying it's like everything kind of interweaves itself and they start working together and like I feel more like an entrepreneur right now than even like a content creator at yeah, marketing, like advertising, but like almost more like an entrepreneur just because I'm kind of like in all these different things. Um, and it's starting to starting to connect more, but it's like, I still feel like I'm, I'm figuring it out. Like I know where I'm going, but it's like, I don't know exactly what the path looks like. You know yeah. what I mean? I, um, I think, yeah. I'm sorry to interject, but I, okay. yeah, I think it's just important. Like mentally when you're doing all these things too, like I find myself, like almost uh, judging or being like, Oh no, like I'm not putting enough into my nine to five or like this morning skates taking too much time out, but everything, every other, you know, passion project or whatever I do, like I literally sold a machine for my nine to five through somebody that I met through the hockey and like everything. And then I use, I use a lot of the marketing stuff that I'm learning through editing the videos through the morning skate with the social media marketing that I do in my nine to five. So it's like, that's, a, that's how I pretty much got my job was the morning skate. And it's just, and everything just kind of builds off. It's because like you, yeah. you guys are clearly you're, you're passionate about morning skate, right? Like this is yeah. like something you're extremely passionate about. And it's like, that's why, I mean, for me, it's still not, I mean, it's still not about money. It never has been about money. And for me, it's always just been like, you know, doing what you're passionate about doing something. A cool like, extra bonus though. Yeah. But for me, it's like, if you do, if you're doing what you're passionate about and you're, and you're following your dreams and you're in, you're passionate about it. Not to the point where like you say it, you talk about it every day, like to the point where you're waking up and you're like, I'm not going to bed until I get what I'm, what my goals are for today done. Like like, literally I will not sleep until I have this done until I hit this deadline. And like, for me, part of that, it's like, I work out late at night. Like I work out, that's the last thing I do. Like I work out at 1030 at night and I'm like, I'm not going to sleep until I finish my workout. Like it's like that type of discipline. Like if you're passionate about something to where you're disciplined and cut up your day so that you can accomplish all these things to me with that, with that comes success and with success comes money. So it's like, I don't even have to worry about money because I know if I really focus and stay disciplined and keep my nose to the grindstone, eventually the money will come. 
maybe that's a backwards focus to what a lot of Americans or like a, what, what a lot of people are doing when they're starting their careers today. But I, I think for me, it's healthier because I know I love what I do every day. And that even though it's kind of all over the place, I know where I'm going and that I, if I work hard enough, the money will come with it. And that's not something I have to really worry about in the short term. But in the long term, I think it'll eventually figure itself out if I continue upon, upon this path. Yo, how old are you? I'm 22. I mean, that's wild. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's the type of shit that, like, me and Garrison are still figuring out. <laughs> like, that, dude, you're, you're well beyond your years, for sure. I wouldn't bet against you at all. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I'm, I, don't, I definitely don't have it all figured out. I do. You're I'm, figuring it out, though, right, man? That's all you yeah. can do shift by shift. Hockey's a game of inches, bro. <laughs> exactly right it's like that's what it, if i mean i i want to keep doing this like i sound like a cliche like motivation dude when i talk about this stuff but uh yeah it's it's really easy to talk like you you have that end goal that you want to get to and it's really easy to think about it and be like okay that's what i have to get and it's then it's easy to see that and see how much space there is between where you're at right now and where you want to be and be like that's that is just so so like there's so much to bite off there like how am i gonna get there right but instead of you take it shift by shift you take it day by day you take it project by project and then all of a sudden three months later you look back and you're like holy crap look at how much we've grown in three months could you imagine what the next three months will bring like exponentially how it's going to keep growing and then like eventually it adds up so it's it's so easy to get down there's so much negativity there's so much doubt and fear um and like it still happens it happens to anyone it can happen to the most positive people ever but it, like you're gonna have days where it's like dude what am i doing like what is what, <laughs> you, know, you know like there's just nothing clicking and then all of a sudden the next day it's like oh all right well, like something happens or you just wake up and you're like put it in the past nose to the grindstone something good's gonna happen if you just keep putting the work in you know but dude and it's just something extra like all paths lead to the, to the beer league. And I can't imagine how pumped your beer league team is going to be when you're out there creating beer league videos, dude. Like that's going to be a fucking gold mine. Like the shit that we've seen in beer league so far, like I saw a ref break his hand. Somebody like slammed like a penalty that box door and like broke his hand and they beat him up. Like I've seen some crazy shit in beer league. So just like buckle up, man, and just have your camera ready. Cause it, you will sky's the limit with the beer league. Nobody's really infiltrated beer league. That's it. That's yeah, that's true. Actually, there's a there's a there's somebody in Rochester. It's like the Bud Light Beauties and they started to do some content with their beer league. Like they like do stuff with Bud Light and, and their beer league team. Like somebody, I think on the team works for Bud Light. They got some like sponsorship type thing. And so they're yeah, starting yeah. Instagram stuff. But I, yeah, I agree with you. Like, I, and I mean, I'm not on a beer league team yet. So, you know, I'm open to uh, the agent. Dude. Yeah, exactly. I'm a free agent. I'm ready to be signed. Oh, yeah. Uh, Garrison, anything else, man? No, bro. This was a this was a dope podcast. I had a good time. I I even feel a little inspired to you know go out and make some more content. I've, dude, awesome. I'm, a lot of wisdom. Yo, I, Garrison, uh, ten emails before you go to bed, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, dude, come to Saratoga. Come uh, skate out on Saratoga Lake. We got we got some fucking good tournaments here too. Dude, let's buzz. Let's make let's make some TikTok. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, the, the lake is, like, pretty close to his parents' house. We, we like up, we yeah. Dude, that'd be dope, actually. I'm, I'm, I'm 100% down. I mean, I'm, like, taking classes online again this semester to finish up. So, I'm, I'm just – I'm floating around. I'm anywhere. All right, cool. Awesome, anywhere. guys. And that was, uh, that was Ryan Wynn. Where can people follow you? Uh, you can follow me. So, my personal account on Instagram and TikTok is at RyanWynn44. And then uh, Instagram and TikTok for Buttery Hockey is just at Buttery Hockey. So, either one. Uh, yeah, I don't know, dude. I'm excited. Just, just 
just I'm excited. Thanks for having me on. Like this is a really fun conversation. I haven't really done too many like long form stuff like this. So uh, this is fun. Cool. Awesome, man. And uh, all right, cool guys. That was Ryan Wynn. Check him out. And we will talk to you guys next week. Watch me take a good thing and fuck it all up in one night. Catch me, I'm the one on the run away from the headlights. No sleep, up all week, wasting time with people I don't like. I think something's fucking wrong with me. Drown myself in alcohol, that shit never helps at all. I might say some stupid things tonight when you pick up this call. I've been hearing silence on the other side for way too long. I can taste it on my tongue. I Tell that something's wrong, but I guess it's just my life And I can take it if I wanna, but I cannot hide in hills of California Because these hills have eyes and I got paranoia I hurt myself sometimes, is that too scary for ya? Watch me, take a good thing and fuck it all up in one night Catch me, I'm the one on the run away from the headlights No sleep, I'm a weak waste of time